Welcome to this episode of the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula. Today, we are going to talk about keeping things simple in the fitness and health world. It's January 2024. It's a new year, new you. Everybody on the planet is interested in getting more fit, getting more healthy, and then everything you see on social media is designed with health, wellness, fitness, goal setting, motivation, all these things in mind. Joe, one of the number one things that I've, I mean, I've always been against this, but that you're really, really seeing if you open your eyes is everything seems to be a fad. Everything seems to be a hack. Everything seems to be a shortcut. There's all kinds of podcasts, social media posts, all these things Mm -hmm. that are designed at delving into something I call microscience, giving people stuff to worry about that, frankly, they shouldn't be worried about at all. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, that's the whole like, you know, there's a new food that you need to avoid or a new supplement that you need to be taking and they have to spike it with a little bit of fear to get people to actually bite. Yeah, or or a super magic ice bath protocol, a super magic sauna protocol. There's a new fast, like everybody was going on and on about this fast and the Dana White was on. What was it? It was like seven days, no food, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, listen, I'm all for having the optimal ice bath routine. I'm all for Mm. having the optimal sauna routine. I'm all for (laughs) trying a fast if there's some real scientific evidence that can back it up. But to me, those things should be a last resort. If you can't manage the simple task of getting into the gym every day. Actually, let me rephrase that. Not getting into the gym every day, just exercising every day because mm-hmm. we know you don't need a gym. You can work yeah. out in your basement, you can work out in your backyard, you can work out in your garage. But if you can't handle the simple task of exercising every day, eating, I'm going to say relatively healthy, Joe, Like because mm-hmm. I don't think everyone needs to weigh and measure and count macros and everything right. like that. And, and getting a little more sleep. Like if you can't do that is just a base lifestyle. I don't know if you have any business worrying about, again, the optimal ice bath routine when you don't even own an ice bath, the optimal sauna routine, the optimal food that you should eat, blah, 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 blah. And that's where I see people going. And it's frustrating because I think if people knew, not knew, because I think deep down they know they're just not willing to do the work. But if people really understood how simple being fit and being healthy was, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff would, I, I mean, frankly, go away. Well, I think, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, people were generally more fit because either you were fit or you died. Yeah. I mean, you know, 100,000 years ago, you knew how to hunt and gather and stay alive and it took effort. And if you weren't able or willing to do that, I mean... You're on your own. Yep. So at a certain point, I think, yeah, it should be simple. It should make sense because that's the kind of animal that we are. But I think we do tend to overcomplicate things. You know, when, when a professional athlete, and I'll throw this out there, when a professional athlete says, you know, that they started this ice bath thing and it was a game changer. I just want to make sure that people understand that they're not saying that they went from 24% body fat out of shape. Then they started doing ice baths and then became a professional athlete. They were already a professional athlete when they started the ice bath. So the game that changed wasn't that. So where are you on that spectrum? 
If you're trying to lose a little bit of weight, you're trying to be a little bit more fit. Don't expect that thing that a professional athlete level of fitness already had to be the same effect for you. You got to get to that point to have that effect. Yeah. I mean, literally you're looking at what the last 1% or 3%. Like I like to say with supplements. So listen, I'm a big advocate of supplements. I take supplements. I recommend them to people. But if I'm really honest with you about this, Joe, supplements might account for the last 5% and at 5% I'm being generous, but Mm -hmm. it might, it might account for the last 5% of your fitness journey. Like again, if you can't handle exercising every day, eating healthy and sleeping, I don't know what business you have being worried about carnitine, collagen, protein powder, creatine, multivitamins, reds, greens, like all these other things. They're not going to matter. But what I really believe it comes down to is people need the psychological security blanket. They need that pacifier. They need that thing that's going to that teddy bear, that blankie that's going to help them sleep better. They need to believe that there's some secret out there that they don't have. There's Mm -hmm. some special thing that they're missing because they're unwilling to admit that they just don't work that hard, that they just don't put in enough effort. But that's a really hard thing to do. You and I have time. I want to make sure we we got to frame this right, too, because I don't think it's that they don't think that they're not working that hard. Like they think they're working hard, but they really, they have no idea what that actually entails. Like getting, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the ice bath, like getting to the point where, you know, there's a noticeable difference of whether you're taking a particular supplement or not requires that you go as far as you can without it. You have to get up to your limit. And if you're not at your limit, then these other little things that, that really high performers add on aren't even going to be noticeable. You know, if you've never worked out a day in your life and then you start supplementing creatine, you're probably not going to notice a huge difference because you're 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 so early on in this process and so underdeveloped that whatever difference that that bit of creatine is making in you is is lost in all the other changes that are going on. But if you're dedicated and you're hitting the gym and you're at this point where like you basically cannot train harder than what you're doing on a regular basis then adding something like that in could find you, you could find a way to get like another workout in. you could find a way to get like a little bit better sleep or like whatever that little tiny thing is that has become your limit. If you've never done anything, everything is your limit. So like it's, it's, it's pointless. And, and, and you've got you've got you have to again, you have to go as far as you can possibly go down one road before you start addressing the issue of I'm at the end of my road. Well, on the on the extreme example, like imagine you're out there, you're watching this, so you haven't worked out in ten years. Mm-hmm. Do you really think just shoving a bunch of protein batter into your mouth is gonna all of a sudden make you wake up and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not gonna happen. But but one of the things I wanted to address, Joe, was again, people need to believe it's not them. Yeah, like we've yeah. taught seminars all over the world, we've taught them to thousands of people. And one of the things that I always talk about is ruthless self-assessment. Like the hardest Mm -hmm. thing to do, whether it's in your job, your marriage, your parenting exercise is to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not doing enough. I don't work hard enough. I don't have enough work ethic. Case in point. And I brought my little my little phone because it has a calculator because I want to make sure my math is right on here just so people get an idea of this. So 
you decide to start your fitness journey in 2024, you decide that this is the year you're finally going to get fit, Joe. You're finally going to be a new year, new you. You're getting that six pack. You're making that transformation. You're getting shredded. Like you're doing everything you can to get fit. You decide you're going to work out twice a week. You're going to go to the gym twice a week and you're going to get some. So you're hitting two out of seven days, right? What does that, what does that translate to? I guess down the road, 104 out of 365 days. So 104 divided by 365. Congratulations. You worked out 28% of the year. So let's, let's bring it back to school. We got A's, B's, C's, D's, F's. So an F is 40 to 50%. Do they give G's or is an F just an F? Because like if you keep going down the ladder, a G is 30 to 40. You're looking like an H right here. Like that is not, I don't think. For, for, the, for the listeners at home, if you're from the States, he uses the Canadian scale of grading, which might like, be slightly different. 72 like, and below is an F yeah. in the American system. Fair, but you're like, you're like a sub F down here. Like yeah, you yeah. are, you, you're, you're, you're like, there's, you are, you are well into failing. You're not like <laughs> failing by a percent. And, and yeah. that's, and the problem is people are out there patting themselves out that, that they worked out two days a week. Mm-hmm. And then that's the person who's wondering, what can I be missing? Like I'm going two days a week. I'm making all these sacrifices. I'm crushing it. So then you have the person that's going three days a week. Now, that seems really good. Monday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Friday, you're really sacrificing. You're grinding. You're working hard. So three times 52, 156 days of the year. Congratulations out of 365. Wow. 42%. You are still. (laughs) It's better. It's better for sure. But you're still. It's not much. I mean, you're still you're still putting up some really failing numbers here. So now you start to hit the magic number, Joe, four days a week. Four days a week, you hit 208 days a year. You're absolutely crushing it. In fact, all your friends, all your work colleagues, your family, they're calling you obsessed. Mm -hmm. You're the fitness guy. It's your identity. You wear the socks. You wear the noble shoes. You've got like the whole deal going on. Divided by 365. 57%. Like you're still, that's not a good effort. Like in what world is a 57% winning percentage, a 57% success rate? That's not good. Even five days a week, Joe, five days a week is 260 days a year, 365. Mm -hmm. You're still, what did you say failing was? 72 at five days a week, 71%. You're still failing. <laughs> I mean, you're not even passing at that point. So, I mean, we mm-hmm. could we could go through the numbers for six and seven, but my point is if you're not in, if you're not exercising every day, I don't know if whatever, and, and listen, BioLane, Andrew Huberman, Gary Brecka, uh, uh, Rhoda Patrick, there's all kinds of people that come out with really, really good quality information. Like really like the best of the best minds. It's brilliant stuff. But again, if you can't handle the simple task of showing up every day, how much can that help you when what were those numbers that we put through? 
28%, 42%, yeah. 53%, 72%. Like how much is that really going to help you? Well, and again, I think when you look, you know, bang for your buck, you know, the 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 hack that's going to allow you to like improve your recovery enough to get that one more workout in. Yep. It's not going to work if you're going from two to three workouts. Like what you need to do, if you're only working out twice a week and you're stuck, you got to work out three times a week. Yeah. If you're working out three times a week and you're stuck, it isn't because you're not doing ice baths. It's because you need to work out four times a week. You know, when when you get up to the point where you're working out twice a day, five days a week, like you're putting in some serious effort. You're under some serious strain and you've got to do everything you can to improve your recovery, to ensure that you're not getting injured, that you're not overdoing it. And it takes a long time for your body to become accustomed to that workload. Well, so you can't to... expect if you're at two days a week of sort of kind of hard workouts, but like you don't like to sprint. You don't really like to lift heavy like you're missing out on so many aspects of training that you just need to add in. You just need to give more time and 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 give your body the signal that it needs to change. Yeah. You know, again, adding an ice bath at that point, that's not really going to do that much. But well, if, you're, if add... you're doing 10 hours of training a week, you better be taking a freaking ice bath. Yeah. But I want to add to that. We're talking about I mean, Joe, we've only addressed showing up. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about the intensity component. Right. Because it's one thing to like show up and think you exercised for an hour. Mm-hmm. But did you actually do an hour of work or did you roll into whatever gym you're a member of, your Planet Fitness, your Bossa, your Golds, your Lifetime, your Equinox, whatever. Swipe your membership card, walk slow on a treadmill for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. do a couple of sets of 10 and then go home. Like there's there's another here whole component here. And we're not going to talk about that this podcast because we could have – a year of podcasts on just exercise science. But like the real question is now, are you pushing yourself or are you just showing up? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, yes, step one is to show up every day. Then it's to actually do some quality work. Then it's yeah. actually like to find your intensity and keep going further. But again, until that stuff is covered off, I don't know if you have any business worrying about all these rabbit holes that you want to go down. But again, yeah. it's a psychological shield because if you're going three or four days a week and you really think you're working hard, you really think you're putting in a massive effort. You really think you're doing everything you can do. Well, deep down, you know you're not. Deep down, you know mm. there's more that can be done, right? It makes sense to worry about these other things because then it's not your fault. It's not that you don't have any work ethic. It's not that you don't know how to work hard because I, I'm i a man. I know how to work out. I do push-ups. No one's going to tell me. We always say, Joe, the worst people to train are middle-aged white dudes. Yeah. Because they know. They know how to fight. They know how to work out. No one's going to tell them. I everything I need to know about lifting weights from my middle school football coach. I don't need to pay I, I, you. They're tight with their money. They're not flexible with their time they know everything yeah it's the worst yeah it's i bench three plates in high school like okay you mm-hmm. did bro sure yeah right like, like i haven't been yeah. three plates in your life but memory's a funny thing <laughs> but you can't tell that person anything right but it's yeah. easier for that person rather than look in the mirror to blame it on the fact that they don't have an ice bath mm-hmm. to blame it on the fact they can't afford that super secret supplement the the what is it the bpc 157 the wolverine <laughs> peptide because that's the thing that's been holding them back i i go off on people about this all the time joe on trt now you're looking at somebody that's never taken a P, PED or trt and you're in the same boat mm-hmm. and 
A lot of people think I'm against TRT, and I'm not necessarily against it. What I'm against is you don't exercise, you eat processed food, you don't sleep, you haven't seen the sun in five calendar years. <laughs> but you think you need TRT because you have low testosterone. Yeah. Because so, again, it's too, it's too much to put any effort into trying to increase your yes. TRT without supplements. You know, and, and, and this will be controversial, but I feel the same way about depression and anxiety. Like, mm -hmm. are there people that have a real problem that need help? 100%. And if you're one of the people, please get the help you need. Go mm -hmm. to a therapist, go to a doctor, like do what needs to be done. But, and I know these people, if you sit in your basement eight to nine hours a day in the dark, and you don't exercise, and your entire diet is Doritos and Coca-Cola, you're not going to, you're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel anxious. Yeah. You're going to feel, and if I was going to sign up to go on a medication for the rest of my life, Joe, I would want to make sure I've done everything I can in advance to make sure now if I need it, great. Mm -hmm. But again, People aren't willing to invest that time. Like, like for my clients, I demand six months of 30 minutes of sun a day, eight hours sleep a night, exercise every day, no processed food before we'll even talk about sending them to somebody that might be able to help them with TRT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I've watched people's testosterone go from 300 to 800, 400 mm -hmm. to 900. Like it, like it happens. But again, people aren't willing to put in the work. And that's why I think that the 75 hard program that Andy Frisella, you know, mm -hmm. talks about all the time that he, you know, he invented. I think it's a great program because what it does, it's not even a, I, I don't even call it a training program because he doesn't give you workouts. Right. It's literally you got to drink water. You got to work out every day, twice a day, actually once outside. Mm -hmm. You got to read 10 pages of a book and you got to stick to a diet, whatever that diet is. It's. And if people can stick to that for 75 days, it is life-changing results. Like yeah. earth-shattering, eye-popping, and again, doesn't give you a diet or a workout plan. You just have to show up twice a day. Like you do Zumba, you can do Pilates, mm -hmm. you can do like whatever it is. But it's really, like if you're listening, it's really that simple. Like, it's just not complicated. So stop. Well, and honestly, you, you got to walk before you can run. Yes. Like, I think we, we all know that. But like, you also have to give yourself some time. You can't just show up walking on Monday and then hit the ground sprinting on Tuesday. Like, you got to walk, like Bobby said, for six months. You've got to do that work. You've got to give your body time to adapt to what you're doing. And then you can make some changes. Then you can add some workouts. Then you can start tweaking your training program. But if you don't build that base, if you don't take that time to get that first thing right, what are we adding on to here? What kind of a, a structure are we building if we just rush through the whole base level? It's just going to come crashing down. And on that note, listen, this might sound overwhelming to you if you're listening. Like you might be thinking here, this guy's telling me to exercise every day. He's telling me that two times a week isn't good enough. He's telling me that three times. I mean, this guy's telling me that six times a week isn't good enough. I get it. I get you're overwhelmed. I get you're scared. You got to start somewhere. What I want you to understand is if you're off the couch from doing nothing, two days a week this week is a huge win. 
but it's got to go up to three and it's got to go up to four and it's got. So again, Joe, you're right. Like, like start walking, but do what you can and just let's let's, let's use walking. I want to give like, let's do a a real example. You've never worked out a day in your life. You're severely overweight. You're broken. So you decide, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. So one day a week, I'm going to go for a walk. Well, realistically, one day a week is probably not going to be world shattering, world changing for you, but it's a start. Yes. So you get up and you walk on Monday and you do that for a month and you're like, you know what? I feel good. I've only walked one day a week. I bet I could walk two days a week. So now you're walking Monday and Wednesday. You do that for a month, for two months, and then you're walking three days a week and then you're walking four days a week. And now you're walking five, six, seven days. You're out walking every day. Something has changed. But at a certain point, walking ain't going to be enough. You're going to get to a certain point. Your body's going to find a new level of like equilibrium, a new homeostasis. You're going to need something else. And that's where adding these other things in. So how about lifting some weights? And then we start adding that in. How about instead of walking, we're actually like running. Maybe we're learning like we're, we're going to go train for like a 5K or something. Like we have to continue to you know, turn those little dials up one piece at a time, but you've got to work to your capacity within that realm. So if you've never worked out a day in your life and Bobby's sitting here saying, well, one, you know, one, two days a week is not enough. That doesn't mean you need to start doing seven days a week right now. You need to get to the point where you're working out seven days a week. And then we can talk about changing some of the other things to make those workouts more effective. But I want to, so again, you, you've got to walk before you can run and you've got to get to the point where you've basically done all you can at level one, then we can move to level two. You don't just get to skip to level two. But I want to push back on something. Hmm. When in this, when in this podcast, did I say you had to work out every day? When did I say you had to grow up? (laughs) This is is me paraphrasing. This is what, this is what I'm hearing. Oh, Bobby says you have to work out twice a day, every day, or you're a scrub. So I'm just going to go work out. I was very clear (laughs) with the word, very actually careful with the words that I chose. I said, you have to exercise and get physical activity yes, yeah. every day. So, so here's the thing. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to do a CrossFit wad. You don't have to sign up for the CrossFit Open. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to download my program off the internet. No, I just want you to move around. Mm-hmm. So your example now of walking, if you're able to just walk every day for six months, you're probably going to, in the process, lose 30 pounds. Yeah. By walking every day and getting fresh air, you're probably going to make healthier food choices and be more conscientious what you put in your mouth. Like mm-hmm. it could be walking. And so what I tell people is don't even worry about the workout program. If you feel good today, go hard. If yeah. you don't feel good, go for a walk. If you go for a walk six days in a row, that is that far is- better than last week when all you did was sit on the couch. Yeah. And I don't care, Joe, if you lift weights again, you go in the CrossFit Open or you do some landscaping, Mm -hmm. you clean your house, you do some laundry, you chop some trees. I was going to say this because this is a pet peeve of mine. I come from a place way up north where you cut your own grass and shovel your own driveway. Yeah. But God forbid you have to do that. Like, God forbid you actually have to use a lawnmower or do some physical labor. It's, it's actually so I, I live in an area where like 
snow is generally a concern. Hasn't been this year, but I'm up I'm up north of the wall. Uh, it drives me nuts how proud people are of their snowblowers. Like grab a shovel, dude. Like just do the work. I'm just, I'm just asking you, like, again, not working out, Joe, not being on a regimented, what do all the kids on Instagram and TikTok and, and, and YouTube say? Like, not on a on a progressive overload strength program following the mm-hmm. 12-3-30 protocol, the 3 3 one, the 9 7 nine. And listen, I put that stuff out on my shorts, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's funny and I like hooks as much as the next guy. But my thing is, is like, you don't even need to go down that road. Yeah, yeah. You literally just have to exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and and I want to leave the podcast today with a story about a woman I trained, Joe. Sure. She was nervous to lift weights. She was scared. Scared she was going to get hurt. She was also embarrassed. Embarrassed to go to a public facility and lift and weights in front of other people. So I said, can you buy a walking treadmill for your office? Just one of the flat ones with no handrails. Like a, just a self-generated, just a treadmill that you can walk on. I don't want you to get the beefy one. I don't want you to invest thousands of dollars. I just want you to get a treadmill and set a desk up in front of it. She said, yes. Said every time you're on a meeting, you have to be on that treadmill. She said, well, what if I'm on Zoom? Turn the camera off. Yeah. What if I have to turn the camera on? Well, then stop walking for a second, turn the camera on, say your piece, and then turn it off. But all I want you to do is to just get in the habit of walking every day. Six months later, with no change in diet, and her diet wasn't great, no change in sleep habits, and no gym membership purchased, down 60 pounds. And what came along with that? The confidence to go to the gym. The confidence to try stuff, the confidence that she wasn't going to get hurt. That's yeah. literally like what walking, huh? Like walking mm-hmm. worked that well. Yes, it did. The key was she just put in effort every single day. And I'm not even going to say every single day because she only worked five days a week, Joe. Right. Yeah. Like that's it. But a funny thing happened on the weekend. She missed walking. Didn't like sitting around. <laughs> So it would mm-hmm. actually go for a walk around the neighborhood. It's really that simple. So if you're listening to us and you're watching this, and Joe, we've preached this for years. Oh, yeah. Just start doing stuff. Like exercise. Yeah, I, 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 can, I, can, I can already hear the pushback. Bullshit. I wouldn't lose 60 pounds walking. And we're going to hear that from some 19-year-old kid. No, no, no. 190 pounds and 2% body fat. And what it's we're, like we're not talking about you right now. <laughs> what we're going to hear, Joe, from that 19-year-old kid is Mike Menser says that's overtraining. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you couldn't pick Mike Menser out of a lineup. You don't know anything about him. And the 20 minutes that he says to work out is 20 minutes of intensity that you can't possibly fathom or understand. Yeah. Never mind the alleged drugs that were flowing through his. <laughs> right. Like right. it's like it's and, and, and now we're going out of rabbit hole, but it, but it's really funny to me that I'm going to overtrain on five hours of walking a week or five hours mm-hmm. of exercise. When, well, what do I say? I'm going to do this year. I've been doing this 50 push ups a day. Yeah. Not all at once. Five here, 10 there. Now, what? just so you know, 
I can drop and do 50 push-ups, right? Like I can do that. You're you're overtraining. Overtraining. You got to give your your muscles time to rest. Like, dude, it's 50 push-ups. You know, it's not that much. (laughs) I always reference this, and you've seen it in my seminar book. Steven Seiler did that research report. Hmm? Olympic athletes are training a thousand hours a year. That's yeah. what it takes to be a national level athlete. I think I think it is research report and I would have to pull it here. I don't have it in front of me, but I think the and I'm, I'm going to actually get my calculator here. I think the least training was for marathon running. It was 667 hours a year. Yeah. So yeah. 667 decided by 52. That's still 13 hours a week. Mm hmm. So what I'm going to overtrain on an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just not, it's not realistic guys. Like you could do more work than you think, but here comes the people 20 minutes a day, man. you got to give yourself time to recover. And again, you're right. It's always a 19 year old that would look good getting out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or way on the other hand, it's the person with the 60 pound gut hanging over their belt telling me that I'm going to overtrain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway, (laughs) the Maximus podcast, listen, not overly scientific. We're not going to fill your head with nonsense. And listen, there's a place for the scientific stuff. I'm not bashing on it. But if you want real advice, just real advice, someone telling it to you straight, the stuff you want to hear. Oh, I always mess that up, Joe. The stuff you need to hear, not the stuff you want to hear. Yeah. Then that's, I mean, that's really what this podcast is about. Because it, for most people, you follow the simple advice, your life will be 95% better. Yeah. Right? Like, that's it. And, that, and, that, and that's what we're trying to do. So drop the fads, drop the magic pills, drop the three easy payments of $9.99. Just get yourself right. We'll see you next time. 